Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders behind the meteoric rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in America's heartland. Hey, I'm your host, James Bell, and I am thrilled to share the studio today with Courtney Barrett. Courtney has some neat history. She co-founded Women of Oz NWA, the largest women's biking organization in the country which is building community and breaking down barriers for women riders. She also founded Junk Brands, a super successful Bentonville-based consumer headwear brand with patented headwear innovations and licenses to many of the sporting brands that we all know and love, including the NBA, NCAA, Realtree, Reebok, CrossFit. That's pretty impressive. And today, Courtney serves as Director of Workplace Mobility at Walmart. Courtney, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, James. Glad to have you here. Well, let's get moving. (laughs) Uh, Courtney, what would you like the Bentonville Beacon audience to know about you? Well, I'm a curious by nature person. I'm a very fun, motivated, motivated by fun individual. And I'm likely to say yes. (laughs) Excellent. Well, will you talk about your role at Walmart and what led you to take that? Yes. What a unique opportunity. The role at Walmart, I met who hired me, Cindy Marcigolo, at mm-hmm. a chamber event in 2020, the, the Bentonville Bike and Brew. Actually, we were both speakers at that event, and she was sharing about this new home office that was going to be built in Bentonville. And it was really the first time I heard about this mammoth project and really felt a, like a little out of the loop, wanted to know more, was excited about the connected to connecting to nature, the just, it's a big deal after 60 years of Walmart being here for them to build a new campus. So really wanted to know more. So naturally was curious, but as importantly, I felt like I kind of connected with Cindy and hit it off and was just interested in getting to learn more. Fast forward to 2021, the end of 2021, and the campus is under construction. I come back from a sailing event with my family. We spent a semester at sea Mm -hmm. in 2021, making the most out of the COVID time and decided I would like to get involved maximizing skills, maybe less volunteering in life and doing a little more uh, transformative work in the community. Reached out to Cindy. She had this opportunity open and it was really the, the perfect aligning of needing an entrepreneur to come in and build something from the ground up, a community connector. I had served in the chamber for many mm-hmm. years and then a skill set being drawn to active mobility, the active lifestyle and really brand development, building a culture that people want to be a part of. So there was an opportunity that has got to just be very rare in a big corporate setting that landed at the perfect time where I was looking for something to do for the next few years and help do something transformative in the community and just said yes. And here we are. And here we are. That's fantastic. Well, I see we're doing at the chamber what we're supposed to do. Glad to hear y'all met at Bike and Brew. What a cool event to meet at. You said mammoth a moment ago to describe the project, the, the new headquarters, and it is mammoth, 350 acres. 
and I'd love to gush for a moment about what you are doing. I made myself a few notes, so bear with me. You know, some of the thoughtful components of Walmart's new campus that struck me are the use of mass timber construction, and the majority of which was sourced and grown or manufactured within 400 miles of Bentonville. Very responsible. Native and drought-tolerant plants, which we're starting to see go in, that really minimizes the need for watering, but 10-plus acres of lakes so that you can reuse rainwater and use it for irrigation and then to create wildlife habitat. I think that's real neat. And then the last one I'll really hit on is, you know, go back to the beginning of the project, demolition, recycling or uh, diverting material from landfills. In fact, by weight, 95% of the material. And so we're talking about 325,000 tons of concrete, asphalt, steel, other metals, plastic and paper. And the buildings, you know, they're impressive enough, but they're set in this beautiful park-like setting where, again, every aspect is completely, seems fully thought out. And in my mind, this is on the scale of anything you would find in Silicon Valley in, at major tech companies, many of which campuses I have visited. And uh, seriously, you know, I think you can put a period on that statement when, when I say it's as good as or surpasses many of those campuses. And I'll add one more part and call it the hashtag because Bentonville Park, the Razorback Greenway, which runs about 35 miles from Fayetteville to, to Bella Vista, just north of us, runs right through the middle of campus, which I think is real neat. And then uh, you've got bike tunnels and a mountain biking trail even on campus. So I can't wait to check it all out. Okay, it's time for me to zip my lips <laughs> and to turn to you, Courtney, for some answers. Let's talk about how Walmart is designing different mobility options into campus. What are you doing and how are you planning on getting people to, from, and around campus? First of all, we should mention that the work began far before I came. There's a group of all-stars, subject matter experts, best of breed, if you will, that have put this together and designed and put the foundation in. So I, I get to come in and, and do additional fun stuff, mm-hmm. but certainly my work is made easier by the work that, that came before me. You know, we're, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, the best way I know to build something is to first hear from your customer. And my customers are the associates. So we have had a number of information gathering events, bike demos. You can do these in a, in a very fun way putting bikes in different modalities in front of associates and having them come and naturally be curious. Mm. How does this work? How do I ride it? Where can I ride it? Do I have a safe route? What am I going to wear? All of these questions begin to present basically your strategy. What are you about to solve for? It's these barriers. So over the first six months of being at Walmart, I gathered a lot of information, talked to hundreds of of associates and really began to strategize how do we, what are the barriers and how do we need to break those down and are in the planning phase now of addressing each of those. So good old customer discovery and design thinking. (laughs) Same tools, new problem. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned bike. What percentage of employees have y'all thought about getting to bike to work? And also how does that compare with maybe what other businesses are doing? Yeah. So Walmart has shared they have, we have an aspirational goal of, of nothing less than 10% okay. of home office-based associates commuting via alternate mobility, hopefully by the time the new campus opens around 2025. Now, alternate mobility is a lot of things that is really anything outside of single occupancy driving. Hmm. So anybody, any a carpool group, 
a walking group, ride a bike, ride a scooter, one wheel, long wheel, long board. There's a lot of different ways, a lot of fun ways to get out. I'm particularly interested in encouraging community and residents to move their body. I think movement is good for us. And so I, I like active mobility. That's cool. I can't wait to see somebody also ride an electric unicycle. <laughs> you can be the first. To campus. <laughs> it will not be me. Those things go like 50 miles an hour. It's kind of crazy. We had a guy on the show talking about electric unicycles. That's a real thing. It's pretty cool. How are many of the organizations around Bentonville helping you work through this mission of getting folks to bike? To yeah, work? this has been a really fun part of this work is being very collaborative. There are many, several truly bike advocacy groups here like People for Bikes, mm-hmm. um, the Trailblazers, the City of Bentonville. There, there are a number of stakeholders that are in and outside of Walmart that are pulling in the same direction. And there's a lot of different uh, areas of interest, right? You've got Bentonville wanting to be healthy. Mm-hmm. You've got a great, a recruitable place to work. You've got people when they connect to nature are most of the time quite much happier. Something happens also when you decongest the roadways. Yes. Right? When there's less automobiles, people seem to breathe a little easier, a little less stress. So working together with the city, with trailblazers, with the different organizations, people for bikes, and then some that are even outside of the area have been quick access to research, best practices, benchmarking against what other campuses are doing and latest trends. So it's been very helpful. It's been very collaborative. And I like to consider myself also a liaison coming from active lifestyle brand building and community collaborating work and helping build Women of Oz. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of synergies there and a lot of experience where it's kind of tools you already had in your tool belt and can just bring those conversations in to, to produce the best result when you've got different inputs outside of just yourself. So it's been wonderful working with these many organizations and, and using that skill towards the home office campus. That's cool. I mean, there are so many of those organizations in town to help out and everybody seems all in. Have y'all thought about any sort of shared mobility options? And if so, could you talk about how that sort of option really changes the lives of employees, but perhaps even of members, members of the community as well? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Definitely. We are we are looking into all the different options for how to address those barriers mm-hmm. and certainly having access to bikes and access to shared mobility is one of them. But it's interesting, like mobility is having a moment. You look back at these major innovations, even before our lifetime, the wheel, the electricity, and time goes on. Those uh, innovations are adopted. But then at a certain time period in life, somewhere on this life cycle, technology comes in and elevates that and it Mm -hmm. focuses in. And you've seen it with cell phones, right? Think about the way you and I grew up with phones. You've seen it with light bulbs. Look at LEDs today. Well, mobility is having one of those moments now, both upward, electrifying bicycles, and you're looking at the one wheels and just adding the Bluetooth technology and GPS and it's, uh, it's very exciting that the way technology is being integrated in to elevate our experience, to help us live more fulfilling lives, really more efficient, fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, all these tech toys are pretty fun, right? It, it, it engages our senses in a way that is, makes us awestruck and it's exciting. So certainly one of the aspects on the new campus will be to implement technology with 
mobility in a way that makes most sense for the associates at Walmart. That's cool. And you mentioned that word fun again. I'm starting to believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Will you talk about how you're, you know, you mentioned good old customer discovery and showing people options, but now let's fast forward to when you get to that point and you want people to start actually doing this. Have you thought about how you're going to ease folks that maybe haven't been on a bike in a while into riding uh, if you can? And, you know, what, what are y'all doing to help them be safe and comfortable and hop back on a bike if it's been 30 years? Yeah, that's a great question. There are many in this town that are working towards that goal. So that mm-hmm. work is unified with others. We've got the city is focusing on helping us have safe routes, the on-street infrastructure, yay, 8th Street, and yep. 3rd Street, having those bike lanes. Uh, the Trailblazers have the active transportation map. There's, again, many pulling in that direction of safe routes. That's very important. I think when it comes to associates and residents that haven't been on a bike in a while, it's really, you're, you have to have a fun experience. It has, needs to be a good experience. And safety is paramount. You have to yeah. feel safe to want to do it. But there's also that, that connection to nature that you just don't get when you're in an automobile. And sometimes... You, you have to, to try a bicycle or try taking a walk in order to experience that zeal and fun again. So really, it's just encouraging. It's simple, <laughs> James, just encouraging people to do it, creating a opportunity for them to have a group ride or business on a bike conversation. And this can be a stroll roll, a slow roll, right? Mm-hmm. Simply taking the greenway, no cars on the greenway, can have a conversation, but introducing it to someone in a way that is basically, you're going to guarantee that it's going to be a good time. And that it, the bike shows up or, or the modality shows up and does what it does. It's really just getting that human behavior to change from mm-hmm. not being open to being open to it. And having it accessibility is one way to do that. And then providing the programming here is a way to do it. Excellent. Let's come back to campus design for a moment. Clearly, Walmart's campus is being designed to get people out and about and collaborating and meeting to create, I'd say, a real community. How does it feel to work for a company that seems to, that genuinely cares about its employees' sort of physical and mental and just workplace uh, health and state of mind? To pull an entrepreneur out of building their own things, you have to have a pretty Uh good opportunity, right? It has to be something that really aligns with your interests and where you're heading in life. To answer that question, I think I should go back to a life planning series that Bo and I did, my husband Bo, Mm -hmm. and I did in 2019, I think it was, out in Boulder, Colorado. We did a three-day intensive life plan. And you really sit and think about, and you're prompted by questions, what do you want to do with your life? What's the plan? What do you want to do next? What skills have you developed? What are the patterns of your life show? And through that, of course, I didn't leave that meeting necessarily saying, I'm looking for a job with Walmart. but the characteristics of that job is what I'm doing today, that it feels I'm exuberant on what I'm doing every day. I wake up and I'm super excited to do this transformative work in my community that is good for me to live an active lifestyle and to encourage others. It's good for my community to hop on different modalities and go about their day, do business on bikes, do, uh, you know, bike to work. And it's good for the world at large. So what's not to love? This is exciting. It's a, you know, Walmart again has been around for 60 years. This is, this campus is a game changer. 
And it is an example to the rest of the world on how to, how to have an environment that is a winning work environment for the associates and just what happens when you provide outdoor spaces for associates to work in and to connect with others and promote moving meetings and moving during the day. It's a, I feel extremely fortunate to be a part of this development at this stage and at this time in my life. That's great. You know, it is a real game changer. And I, you know, I feel like all throughout our lives, we have these different inflection points that happen. Uh, My most recent one was a couple of years ago, which brought me and my family here. And I'm thrilled for you that you get the opportunity to live yours out and uh, do this role. I mean, you are the perfect person in the community (laughs) to do it. Let's shift gears. Let's talk about the community. Let's talk about Bentonville. How long have you been here? 1990. I moved here from North Little Rock. Okay. 32 years ago. Wow. Awesome. That is pretty close to the time when I left Arkansas and was never coming back. <laughs> Don't ever say that. <laughs> that will draw you back. <laughs> exactly. I had no idea how the state was going to change and in particular how Northwest Arkansas was going to change into this unbelievable place. None and of us did. Here we are. In the time that you've been here since 1990 or maybe even just the last 15 years, how has Bentonville changed and where do you see it going in the future? It's a big question. So Bentonville in 1990 had about 10,000 people. The street I grew up on, J Street, was a dirt road. You pretty well couldn't get away with anything because everybody knew who you were and you knew who they were. So you had to go to Fayetteville. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You had to go to Fayetteville if you wanted to eat outside of the one restaurant in downtown. Or, you know, fast forward a few years, if you wanted to have a drink with dinner, you needed to get, mm-hmm. you know, head to Fayetteville. So there's been a lot of change. I would say growing up, looking back, it seems like Bentonville had great schools. It had great jobs, but it didn't have a lot of culture pulling mm-hmm. this way. And I would say that's been the, the seemingly a very large change is bringing in arts and music, of course, restaurants and diversifying the talent here, being a very recruitable area for startups, for economic development, and then a focus honing in on the state being known for mobility, both moving people and things, the future, the present. We've got a history there that maybe we didn't always think about. And then, of course, outdoor recreation. We are the natural state. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Naturally, there's a lot of space and a lot of investment and amenities that are pretty easy to use because of the connectivity of the town. So it has changed a lot. And I think we're, I don't think we're done yet. Well, you just led me right into my next question. (laughs) If you were to write a book on Bentonville, uh, would we be in the Ford? Is it chapter one? Where are we? Oh, that's a good question. I would say the Ford has been written. I feel like we're in the main story. I feel like the foundation has been set. We are looking in the mirror. We know who we are. We are outdoor recreation. We are advanced mobility. We are Walmart plus other organizations. We are the best place in the USA to live, to start a business, to raise a family. But what we're going to launch out of here is TBD, right? Old Bentonville produced some really great things, the largest retailer in the world. But the new Bentonville has the greenhouse to produce many of the best things Mm -hmm. of the future. So I think the story is unwritten, and I'm so excited to be in this, what what Malcolm Gladwell would call an outlier opportunity. That is Bentonville today. 
Excellent. I, I feel exactly the same way. It's Well, it's what led us here. Uh, we looked at a number of different cities across the country, and Northwest Arkansas really stood out. And then when I really learned what was happening in Bentonville, we went from, we're definitely going to Northwest Arkansas to, we have to be there. We have to be there right now, and I have to do this thing and be my small part of this this thing and, and see what comes out of it. And mm-hmm. this is, it's been nothing but an incredible ride so far. And just watching the city grow in the last two years has been amazing. I'm glad you made that decision. Me too. <laughs> Let's play a, a game of 10 quick favorites. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't limit you to one on this. So three restaurants. Locally. Mm-hmm. Barclita. You know, I do love Ozark Mountain Bagels. <laughs> oh, and then the Conifer. Oh, nice. I haven't For been sure. there yet. This will be my fourth time this evening. Give it a try. It's wonderful. Uh, You have jumped right into the conifer. It has not been open long. That's great. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I haven't done that yet. Your favorite trails. And no limits here. I know that's like asking about your favorite sibling or parent. You know, I love to go over to Kohler. Uh, Esther's and Family Flow are so fun. There's so many new ones that I I actually don't even know the names of. But there's something also about retracing a trail that you know, and you can ride faster and you can try elements in a new way. There's a comfort there. So I'm going to say the Kohler trails. Very nice. Your favorite place to get away in the Ozark Mountains. Now, James, I don't get away in the Ozarks. I get away on a sailboat in the Caribbean. Yes. (laughs) Excellent. Well, then um, hopefully this next one still works. Your, Your favorite drive during peak foliage here. Mm, well, you know, just heading to Fort Smith is actually gorgeous. Oh, gosh, yes. uh, we drive to Crested Butte every once in a while. That would be a short road trip. You know, one of the companies we launched was we would go across the country every year. So making that trek out to Montana is always fabulous, but you need to have a few days if yes. you're going to do that. So I would just, for simplicity, we'll say the ride to Fort Smith. <laughs> Very nice. That, that's a beautiful ride. Your favorite Bentonville public art? Ooh. So oh, you know, I love the neon. I love all the neon signs. Mm-hmm. I think that is a really cool element. It's very clean, bright. I love the arrow over at Peddler's Pub and the signage around town. Yeah, I love how it always seems like there's a new one somewhere, or maybe I just haven't noticed. Element it of mystery. It's, yeah, there there probably needs that. Maybe we need to have a a chamber scavenger hunt. Like a, a see, I'm gonna have to That's pitch fun. that one for Count next me in. year. Um, your favorite because it's Bentonville, your favorite rideable public art, or as one of our guests said one time, it was Rich Drew. <laughs> one thing he's discovered about Bentonville is if you put a, pe- a piece of public art somewhere, someone's we'll going to ride it. it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's funny. You know, I love to go through the North Forest Trail over at Crystal Bridges. Mm-hmm. There are always some engaging, exciting artwork that's ever-changing over there. Yeah, it's a good one. Just a few more. Your favorite museum other than Crystal Bridges. Okay, this is going to have to be my personal hallway at home because the artwork for my children is the most meaningful, the most precious, the most of value. So, and it's ever changing. <laughs> Very nice. Your favorite place to watch an Ozark sunset. Orchards Park, soccer game, nice. 730 this time of year. Very nice. And two more. Your favorite place to just chill and take it all in, in Bentonville, not in the Caribbean. My front porch with a cocktail I've made. Very nice. (laughs) And last one, your favorite aspect of Walmart's new campus. Oh, the connection to nature. There are 350 acres, trees, paths, trails, like how it's going to add to your entire day. Wonderful. So I guess it would be a real miss if I didn't ask you about this. We're the mountain biking capital of the world. 
And I, I know you'll have your take on what it means to you, whether it's accessibility or anything else, but what does that actually mean to you? Being the mountain bike capital of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, for me as a woman, it, it would seem intimidating if women of Oz didn't exist, did not exist. So I feel very proud that mountain biking in Bentonville is for everyone, that it's very accessible. I think if you just remove the word mountain for a minute and say biking, the bike is a tool. It can be a tool for your business. It can be a tool to do business. It can be a tool to exercise. It can be a tool, can be an art piece. It is the past and the future. Like the bike just represents evolution change and Bentonville is in the midst of that. So I think just being the mountain biking capital of the world is a because Bentonville moment. It is, it's something that brings out a lot of pride in me, not because I'm a hardcore mountain biker. I am not. I just happen to do what there is to do here. And that is mountain biking and enjoying the outdoors and using the bike as a tool. It got Very me a job. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and it got you a job. And that might even be the answer to this next question. Tell me a story. <laughs> and the story is, in fact, a hashtag because Bittenville mm. story, a moment or something that maybe could only happen here, or at least speaks to the uniqueness or the essence of Bentonville. So just last week, I did an early morning photo shoot with the team at Walmart, and I've met some amazingly smart, talented people. And I have a tech background, and so I'm always interested in what is the draw, what draws other technology people to this area. And two of the, two of the guys who were in this photo shoot were here for tech jobs. And they are hardcore riders. One of them had ridden a thousand miles in September. Another had ridden their bike every single day this year so far. And I'm thinking, wow, like how unique that you are here. What drove you here? What, what are you doing at Walmart that drove you here? And they said, we are here because Bentonville offers the outdoor recreation. And they happen to get a job at the world's largest retailer that is doing a lot of neat things in technology. But they could, their skills are marketable anywhere. They could go anywhere. And they chose Bentonville because of outdoor recreation. Well, that's a good because Bentonville story. You know, if you're listening out there and you're in the tech community, <laughs> and especially if you love getting outdoors and trying new experiences, this is a great place to be. And by the way, across the region, we have more than 2,000 open tech jobs right now, including some at Walmart. So come check it out. So let's start bringing this ride to a close. <laughs> if a listener wants to learn more about Walmart's new campus or what you're doing in mobility, how do they find out? Where do they go? Corporate.walmart.com. Excellent answer. Love it. And finally, um, well, two more questions. What should I have asked you that I did not ask? <laughs> what I'm going to do after this is over. What I'm going to do after Walmart campus opens, James. What are you going to do? You didn't ask. So well, that's another no. broadcast. <laughs> TBD or? Okay. And last question. And, you know, you, you could tell us in this answer or make us wait to hear the rest of the story. But if you were going to write Courtney Barrett's mm. autobiography, <laughs> what, would be, what would it be called and why? It would be called Hedging Regrets because that is absolutely how I live. I try to be intentional about the quality and intent and quantity of time spent in different buckets so that I hedge regrets. I don't like to look back. 
that's awesome. You should actually write that book. <laughs> hey, the that's story's not title. written. I have a lot of life left. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait till later to write it. It also could be the, a great name for a band. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney, thank you so much for spending time with me and with our Bitten Bill Beacon audience. And thank you for the work you're doing to, you know, help Walmart associates live their best lives and help the company sort of make this transformation or this transition. And also thank you for what you've done for our community, whether it's through Women of Oz, through your founding and amazing success with uh, junk brands, and even how you are transforming the community along with uh, the things that are, are you're doing at Walmart at the same time. It is my true pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you also to our Bentonville Beacon audience. Without you, this show would not be possible. Do me two quick favors. Number one, if you're enjoying this show, go ahead and send it in a text or an email or put it out on social media to make sure that your friends and colleagues know about it. The second one is, of course, come back to learn more about Bentonville and its leaders and businesses and Northwest Arkansas, this place where you can have more of what you want and less of what you don't. And as always, check out BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com to learn more and to see all of our episodes. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. We hope to see you next week.